Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is June 27th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph. Uh, Walt Silva and Yasmin West. Derek's not here today. Derek is on a little outing into the mountains of Montana, I think. I think it's Montana. And he is with Julissa, and they are actually mining or digging up rocks. They're going to go rock hunting. And uh, uh, I, I'm I'm really glad he's doing something like this because the poor guy needs to get grounded out and what a magical thing to do. Just go out into the boonies and dig up rocks. So that's where Derek is and hopefully when he comes back you'll have a bunch of specimens that he took right out of nature. Uh, I can't, I've never actually done that where you, you know, well except for rocks in the yard, but you know where you're you're touching things that nobody has touched ever. Ever. You're the first one touching it as a human being. It's got to be an amazing experience. Anyway, welcome, uh, Mark. You want to say hi? Morning, Nancy. Morning, everybody. And Walt? Hello, Walt. Sorry, muted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a uh, joy to have a uh, 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 Jasmine with us. I haven't heard from her in a while. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for being here. And would you like to say good morning to the audience? Yes, good morning. Um, it's always a joy to be here, and um, I'm glad I have a lot to share today. So, and I have been rock hounding once, um, and it is a ama- an amazing experience. And uh, we the thing the specimens we got weren't too um, uh, too special. They were uh, poor quality obsidian, but um, just the process of going out there and digging them out and finding them and um, it it was an amazing experience and very grounding. I would think it would be. Uh, and you said it was obsidian. Yeah, it was um, so over by, um, oh my goodness, my cats are taking over my desk. They want to be part of the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, about the Ascidian, it was, it's kind of over by um, Na- the Napa area near Clear Lake. Uh, Mark's probably familiar with it. And there's um, a particular road where you can drive down and they have lots of black obsidian there um, that you can just dig up and um, 
it's not the best quality because I, I guess it has kind of the, the bubbly stuff in it. So it's not that clear, perfectly black glass type of obsidian. Um, but just, you know, we got some nice big pieces that we put in our yard. And so, and there's also some other places you can go where you can get diamonds out of the ground as well. And so we did that. Um, I forgot where it was. It was... It was a winery, and of course you needed their permission to go. Um, and then you could just go up to some particular areas, and um, you could just pick out these small little pieces of diamonds. And they're very small, and uh, of course not the best quality, but that's not what it's about. It's it's just so exciting to get something that you dug out with your own hands so very nice experience now obsidian is uh from volcanoes correct it's like a glass almost in its purest shape uh purest yes it's, yeah it's volcanic action that makes the obsidian yeah we have volcanoes all over california <laughs> that's, that's why you had knives and daggers made by the ancients because they were using um, obsidian to make daggers and another kind of blades. Yeah, it's very sharp. It, it is like glass, and it can. You have to be careful when you're mining it because you can cut yourself. Well, I heard that <clears throat> in the Mayan time there was a green obsidian. Have you ever heard of the green obsidian? Not the green, but we have. So we have um, a few mines up here. So you have. The black obsidian and then um there's something called rainbow obsidian and there's also a mahogany obsidian so the mahogany is that it's like a it's beautiful it's um it's like a nice rich uh like wood brown color dark wood brown and then it's spotted with some black specks in it and then um of course the black obsidian is that real shiny uh black glass type of stuff and don't forget that golden sheen obsidian. It looks black, but when you look under a microscope, it looks like gold, like golden fur. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> um, amazing. I th wow, I thought this is, it looks like fur. It's like from some animal, It per perfectly combed fur. And it's, it's called golden sheen obsidian. Because as you rotate it, it kind of changes the, the reflectivity in the light. Very beautiful. Oh, okay. Good I, I, I don't know where they bring it. I don't know where they bring it from, what part of the world they, they mine that. <laughs> yeah, I only know the three different types in California. And that um, there's a metaphysical shop in my area that they're, they closed, unfortunately. But they had a guy who would actually go out and mine stuff for their store. And so he did a whole presentation on... Um, his rock hounding adventures and that interested me to go over and get some myself. <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> the, the obsidian that he, Walt's referring to, when we first, myself and my next door neighbor, Sandy, we got involved in, in you know, becoming rock hounds. And there was this one shop 
and they didn't it wasn't like uh it was not like Derek's where you've got all of this really finished stuff this was all real raw as a matter of fact they they had cutting machines at, at, at this place it was small but she got this huge i mean it, it was it is um at least a, a four inch diameter and it might be even more than that and it was a complete sphere with that gold in it and the, your description doesn't quite fit this one walt because if you looked into it it was swirls that looked like the universe like like a <laughs> galaxy i mean it was like unbelievable as a matter of fact i gotta ask her if she's i'm sure she still got it but we we went we went crazy i mean it was like what happened how i got really into the rock stuff was that sandy married a guy named don d-o-n and he well he, he was the husband right and so she and i were getting it more and more into the to the rock stuff and, and you know collecting and she was buying a lot of rocks and i said to her i said does does Don realize you're spending this much money into in rocks? And she says, "Oh, he he doesn't even he doesn't even see them." I said, "You've got dozens and dozens of rocks in every room you've got, and he doesn't see them." She said, "He doesn't see them." So that next Christmas, it was only a few months out. I'm giving her rock presents, and she's giving me rock presents, and. All of a sudden, Don started looking around the room, and he went, "Holy crap! There's a lot of rocks in this room." <laughs> <laughs> so the cat was out of the bag, you know. So you brought him to an awakening. Yeah, accidentally, but uh, you know, you're not going to stop Sandy. One time, she uh, they they got into an accident, an auto accident down in Homestead or something. I guess Sandy. I don't think they were married then. But um, Sandy, Sandy had her car towed all the way to the house, her back to her house. I mean, it must have cost her a lot of money to do that, so that she could retrieve the crystal she had under the driver's seat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge crystal. It was a really nice crystal, but it was very expensive at that point. Um, yeah, they they. they Mark, have you ever gone out and actually gone dug digging for rocks? A long time, a long ago, time as a, ago, as a as a kid, as a kid. Okay, uh, now where, where you moved, where you grew up, they had rocks and everything on that island, right? I mean, um, I mean it was mostly when I lived in Central Valley. Um, did some of the gold panning? Uh, I think, uh, the, but the northeast. So it was it was a while ago. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know if, if Yasmin knows anything about because I did post something about gold um, in one of her um, posts on Facebook. If if uh, she sees any kind of activity or heard of anything um, after you know the whole rain thing and 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 with the super bloom and then people digging gold more because more is coming down from the mountains. Yeah, well, the thing about, I know a couple of people that have some gold mines, um, but, you know, they, they kind of keep tight lips on <laughs> what they're getting, um, just, you know, for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, um, definitely, I know, like, Coloma is like a little, um, 
it's a little Boy Scout type camp um, up a little past Auburn, uh, which is about an hour away from Sacramento. And um, I know they're planning for a, a good tourist season there. They they show they give the kids instructions on how to actually pan for gold. Uh, Bob and I we did it once when we were staying at their campground there, and so. I know they're planning for more gold to come down, but, you know, nobody really talks about it, I guess. <laughs> they, they think it's going to get flooded with people if they say, oh, I found something good. So <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a good, a good uh, area for a mystery novel where uh, panners uh, disappear or get killed because and, and somebody's investigating, you know, somebody's knocking off the the, the panners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that happened back then, you know, because wow. you, I guess you had, um, you had a certain amount of time, you know, once you discovered the gold, you had to get down to the claims office and file your claim. But at the same time, you needed somebody on your, your land, which you discovered it at to kind of keep an eye and um, make sure nobody came and mind off your claim that you were in the process of filing so yeah it very much is the wild wild west out here wow. <laughs> we we didn't get that name for uh for no reason <laughs> yeah i heard that the rains and the flooding that was happening was gonna take the the gold that's under the ground anyway i mean just flicks of it and stuff and put it in the river and that they were saying that there might be another gold rush in California because of the flooding. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's why I thought Mark's question to you was interesting. You know, have you gone out and panned? <laughs> I haven't yet, but, um, yeah, there's a couple of places where you can go and, you know, not have to know the person that owns the land and pan a few spots. Um, there was a campground we stayed at in up past Nevada City, which apparently you could do some panning, and um, also that Coloma Resort, which is the well-known one. Um, but it's all over, and you know you you never really know where it's going to end up. <laughs> you know, nature nature just pushes it around wherever it wants it to go, but. Yeah, it's very possible it's in the riverbeds right now. So there's a few spots. You can just take a weekend and go out and see if you can find something. <laughs> now, it's Walt, you said, you said that somebody, I don't remember who it was, it was talking about how gold is made, actually. Yes. Really made? With, with quartz. It, it, with, they'll, they'll always be together. Quartz and gold will always appear together. That's why... When you uh, remember, I posted that photo of uh, rutilated quartz. In fact, let me look it up. I have it right here. Okay, here we go. That that photo that it's there on the on the on the chat on the uh, the radio chat is called rutilated quartz, and those you see those flecks, those hairs. That's actually gold, and it's embedded in the quartz itself. So there, in the in that book, that Godfrey Red King book, where he talks about the uh, how uh, gold uh, is like a transmutation of the quartz 
it happens inside the mountain. And that, that's why whenever you, wherever you're going to find quartz, you're going to find gold, because one follows the other. So he, he get, uh, Godfrey Red King spoke about the, uh, how they would, uh, St. Germain may knew how to, uh, if, if, if I'm remembering from, from years ago, reading that book, uh, they would be like, um, uh, detonation. Imagine lightning, but not light, lightning happening uh, happening in open air, but lightning happening inside where uh, the the rocks are. When the lightning uh, detonates and it explodes a, a vein of minerals, that vein w turns into gold. It, it gets the, the the quartz gets tr trans transmuted. That's why you you can't find one without the other. They're connected. So I have a question, Walt, because I actually have a couple of rutilated quartz pieces. Um, mm -hmm. And one has black tourmaline in it, which um, my mother got for me, and I have an appendant. And the other one just, I don't think it's gold, because it would have been way more expensive than what I paid for it. But it looks like just pieces of straw or something. Uh-huh. So, and, and it's golden, correct? Yeah. So is that... Is that gold or? I think it is. It is gold. Okay. Uh, just, just because it's a tiny amount doesn't mean that it's not gold. Well, it's like when you buy, for example, when I buy 24 karat gold leaf, it's a, a it's incredibly light. I mean, it's so fine. It's so light. It actually it just fall. It, it just bends in the air. You you can't even blow on it. It's so very light. Yet it's still gold. It doesn't cost a fortune, but it's still gold. <laughs> true, true. I guess I'll have to dig it out and look at it more closely. <laughs> yeah, there seems to be a lot more gold around than people think. I I saw I, or heard or whatever that all of the gold mined in the world is like a football field with, I think it was only three stories above it. You know, that, that's the gold that they claim is available on Earth. And I thought, how could that possibly be? That's not yeah. very much. Well, think about it. How You're absolutely right when you're saying, how can it be true? It is absolutely not true because for, I don't know, 100,000 years, I mean, for really ancient time when the, uh, the Anunnaki came out here on Earth, and they enslaved humans, and they had a reduced version of uh, Homo sapiens in order to, to uh, do the work. I mean, they mined gold on Earth. Do you think they mined gold for like a decade, two decades? No, they mined gold for hundreds of years. I mean, centuries they got gold out of the planet because they, they, their planet had an issue with the, the, the atmosphere it was not filtering out the sunlight, so it needed it needed to be. You know the the, the chemtrailing that they were they're doing here, that we're doing here on Earth. They were uh, spraying all these uh, metals, all those metal fragments, and well, they did that on Nibiru, but they did it with gold. It was it was particles of gold, and that's what kept them protected from the extreme radiation. That's why they mined gold. But they, like I said, they didn't mine it for one or two decades. It was centuries 
that they mined gold on Earth, and yet there's still gold, plenty of gold going around. So that just goes to show how gold is not something that's just born. No, just because it just no, it it actually gets uh, it it makes an appearance be, because it's transmuting from other elements. It's transmuting from from the quartz, and that's how you get gold. That otherwise you would otherwise considering how much gold the Anunnaki took out of the earth, there would be no gold on the earth. Period, because they took it out in in amounts that was like, you know, to talk about it. Think about it. These people had earths space technology do you think they mined like a couple of pounds of gold or something every every year or something no they dug this thing out tremendous amounts of it so it's, it's a renewable I, resource yeah <laughs> well i was watching that program I, i've talked about it about the the gold and and it, the curses associated with it but they said in that <laughs> they said that Gold is actually only uh, available in interstellar space. That's where it's created, and that all the gold on the Earth was from meteorites. And I thought that doesn't make any sense to me either. You know, I mean, but that's what they were putting out there. So maybe they don't want people to know that there's probably gold under your feet if you knew how to get to it. Well, or, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Walt, if. If what you said was true about a lightning strike on quartz can transmute gold, shouldn't they be able to make a lot of gold? Just get a bunch of quartz and, you know, artificially create. Uh, I don't. I, and I, what I, happens? What happens to the price of gold if someone gets wind of that? There goes the power. <laughs> ah, yeah. Follow the money. Follow the money, darling. That's where it is. Well, there was some guy that made gold out of something, probably quartz, in a great big huge machine that was in, you know, the machine was in a whole room and, you and know. was assassinated? No, no, <laughs> because what to, to get the amount of gold that they transmuted, it cost them, you know, like, I don't know how much the money was, but it was like $100,000 for, you know, a... Uh, a uh, five dollar piece of gold so you know i mean that's what but they did it so i mean the concept of being able to do it is feasible it's just the way they did it and you know maybe it just takes a lightning strike yeah if you have the superior technology and how to do it correctly then it shouldn't be expensive at all boy wouldn't that be a crink in everything <laughs> oh my gosh it's like it's like for example the business of uh, another example, diamonds. You know, so many people get killed for diamonds, and in reality, it's really not. They're they're not really that expensive at all. It's just that the 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 way that diamonds make an appearance, they keep it controlled. They keep the prices of things under very tight control because they don't want anybody else to have it. You know, this this is all consequence of the reality created by the cabal. Nothing should be expensive on Earth. Nothing, diamonds, gold. Nothing should. It will. It will be a simple matter to use whatever is available because you want to make I don't know, a nice building or a beautiful temple or something. But when you, we live in a reality, when everything is so tightly controlled and regulated by a minority that's controlling everybody else, then then yes, this is the, the kind of reality where you get everything is of cost a fortune. 
you want a piece of gold, oh, it's a fortune. You you go, you can, in fact, you even kill your neighbor for that gold. Diamonds, forget it. You know, so that's this is the reality that we're settled with until there we get them out of the picture. I vote that Walt Silver <laughs> becomes president. <laughs> wow, the worst president in history. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be in that snake pit. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be like a sentence. Okay, you're sentenced to be president. No, no, no. <laughs> well, an example, an example of what you're talking about. Tomorrow on Radio 5G Other Voices, there's a, in the beginning, there's a, a, uh, a segment on climate, the climate crisis. And there's this doctor who is a climatologist who's saying there, there is no crisis. There is no emergency, you know, and we know this and we know that the climate thing is, is all bogus. But she presents a very... Um, Boy, she's laid back. There's no hype in it. You know, it's like, okay, so you're you're telling us that there's n not a, a crisis, and uh, no, there's not a crisis. She, you know, and she she just basically says, well, you know, yes, you got a little carbon dioxide. It might make a change, but we probably wouldn't feel it. And you know, and she said, this is just science that you know is at odds with itself so to speak but she said it kind of like i'm saying it so to speak and so they get into it and, and and the question to her was well you know what's this all about who's doing this who's you know controlling everything why why are we why do we think there's a crisis and she went into the politics of it and it's basically just like you're saying control yeah but in this case it's it's controlled by creating a fear factor and that Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is, you know, what was it on the 21st or something, you know, that that was going to be that was she told people years and years and years ago that that's when the world was going to end. And we talked about this on one of the shows, Walt and I did, and Walt pointed out something. I think it was you, Walt, pointed out. No, well, maybe it wasn't, but somebody pointed out that they felt so bad for this Greta character because she's only going to be happy when the world ends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, but uh, no, but again, it's, it's totally fabricated. And she, they asked her, well, how could they do this? And she explained, she said, well, if you want to be uh, famous and you want to make a lot of money in climatology, then you told the story that they're telling. She said it's those people that are getting the money for the grants. She's probably close to my age, and she has set up some kind of an organization. They didn't get into that, but it was one, you know, that was basic, basically saying you've got to take people, a, a, a country, and you've got to get them into an industrial competitive kind of thing because that's the only way they can survive now. And she talked about Bangladesh. Now, you guys might be too young to remember Bangladesh, but when I was growing up, it was like the, the armpit of hell on earth. It was just, the stories out of Bangladesh were horrendous. And it was just, if, if 
if you wanted to say where's the worst place in the world, most people would have said Bangladesh because it had that kind of reputation. And she says that now, because they didn't buy into the, uh, you know, the climate bullshit, um, that they're doing extremely well. She said that the even the population has regulated itself. She said because when you're in an environment where you don't have an industrial uh, environment to be able to improve your status, then you have a lot of babies because the babies go out and do whatever they do to help feed you. She said if you don't need all those babies to help you because you're already doing okay and life is getting better every day, you, the, the reproduction level just drops naturally. It was a fast, it's a fascinating uh, conversation she had there, or Dave. So I, I highly recommend it, even if you think you know the truth about the climate. Because like I say, her presentation is so kind of laid back. And, uh, you know, no, this is just the way it is. And she, she has an organization, the organization, they actually, uh, the best as I could figure out from the little information that was dropped, is that they go to, like, Bangladesh, and they tell them how to build industrial based on petroleum to build up their society, their culture, everything. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> I don't know how I quite, quite got on that. Oh, I know it was because it, it's another example of how the powers that be give us a version of something as simple as a rock. Now, earlier you said that you've seen a lot of people in, in involved in Shungite. Now, that's another good example there. Because when in 2014, so you get a time frame here, in 2014 when I was first introduced to the Shungite, nobody knew about it. I, I had been dealing minerals for decades. And people around me that I knew, but nobody had ever heard of Shungite. And so you got the Shungite store that's out of Karelia that had uh, outlets on different websites, but they were all selling basically the same stuff. So, in 2014, it was known, but not not very well known, and certainly not really understood, except for the fact that it the waters were known to be healing, but they were only known to be healing initially by the people in Russia. And then it sort of started coming out, and um, uh, at the time of Peter the Great, he heard all the rumors, and he sent two of his his personal physicians to Karelia and they came back and they said it's true <laughs> so he built a resort there uh, uh, and also another facility to heal his soldiers they'd send the soldiers there for uh, you know to recoup and then they had another place that was built for children that were having respiratory problems and they had like a hundred percent cure rate on these respiratory problems. And basically, all they were doing was well, this was that was that was much recent because they did have electricity by that time, and because they were at, just had uh, hum, uh, humidifiers with the Shungite water humidifiers. That was the basic modality of, of protocol t treating these people. And they had kids, and they had like almost 100 or maybe it was 100 percent was extremely high so the concept that the water was you know healing water um 
began to be known. I, at the time that I started out in 2014, the, there were three vendors, eBay, well, eBay and someplace else, um, that had the nuggets, but that's all they had. And then there was another uh, source of all sorts, it was the rings, everything. I mean, it was a big uh, mineral jewel place on the internet. And those people began selling the um, jewelry. In, well, just the first piece I got was actually jewelry. So that had happened. But I want you to tell me now, Yasmin, what you're seeing there in uh, in California and why you said, you know, that it had kind of blown up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a couple things. So at the fair I was had my booth at and also up in Mount Shasta, uh, there were some interesting things that happened around Shungite. So um, I know it was it was right after the. Paradise. Let me let me stop you for a minute. You were at a fair. There was a a, a fair at on on Mount Chasna. Chasna. No, no, no. This was no, a this separate was a fair, fair in, in um, um, Sacramento. Sacramento. And I had a booth there for uh, Reiki and Scalar healings. And, um, you know, all, all sorts of interesting things happened there, um, which we can get into later. But uh, one of the things that struck me is um, th some people knew about Shanghai, but a vast majority, again, did not know about Shanghai. And they were just kind of drawn to drift over to my side. I was across from... Um, a vendor that was selling all sorts of crystals and jewelry and, you know, magical items. So, you know, people tended to go straight to their table because it was, you know, bright, shiny objects that they wanted to look at. But then a few people would just kind of naturally drift over to my side and then have some Shungite water. And I'd talk to them a little bit about Shungite and give them some information. But there was this one guy that stuck out at me in particular, and um, he was, uh, gosh, how do I describe this? He was, you know how you meet sometimes people who, you know, you can just tell they're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not in 3D reality. <laughs> they're just... They kind of have this look about them, and they're kind of, you know, off into like 4 or 5D, and they just, they're operating on a different realm. And so he came up, and he had, he couldn't even pronounce the word Shungite. He was like, what, what is this? <laughs> and so, you know, I explained to him a little bit about it. I said, you know, it's you know, it comes from Russia, you know, it came here from outer space, people use it for water purification. Um, but I use, I happen to use it in my healing practice, because, you know, it, it's such a wonderful energy to work with. And then I was just like, and you know, you're more than welcome to try some of the water. And so he's pouring the glass of water. And then he he's like, I, I could tell he was someone who could actually see energy because he was like you could just you know these people when you meet them and then he was like i'm pouring this and it 
appears to be liquid detergent. And I'm like, oh, goodness. You know, I was thinking, where, where is this going to go? <laughs> is he thinking I'm going to poison him or something? But no, he... He was he tasted it and he was really enthralled by it and he was just like it's liquid detergent for the soul and it sloughs off layers of gunk and I was just like yes absolutely um, and this is someone who knew nothing about shungite before he walked up to my booth and um, then he 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 was very he was very um, just uh, amazed by it, and he just he blessed the water, and he said, "May you go to uh, the people that need you the most." And so that was just an amazing interaction. I felt um, here was somebody who knew nothing about Shungite before he walked up to my table, and then he experienced it and um, obviously experienced it not just as a rock but as the energy that it emits so that was uh, at the booth and then when I s talked about the Mount Shasta trip that we did on summer solstice that was uh, the week immediately after the fair where we had the booth um, back in Okay, so the Paradise Fires occurred in 2018. So it would have been immediately after that I kind of went on a spree of gifting Shungite all over everywhere I went. And I had taken a trip up to Mount Shasta. And whenever I stopped there, I always go to the headwaters of the Sacramento River in Mount Shasta City Park. And, you know, it's well known. People go there and you can actually get your fresh spring water straight coming straight out of the rocks. And it's just, it's amazing. The water just is, is nice and cold and it tastes amazing. And it, uh, I think they say it takes from the snow melt, it takes 50 years to make its way down through that uh, headwater that eventually becomes the Sacramento river, which is huge. And so in, Right after the Paradise Fires, one, that was one of the places where I gifted the Shungite. I put three nuggets right at the headwaters there with the intention that, you know, it would um, work on the area and also um, flow that energy down through the Sacramento River. And at that time, one of their biggest stores there is called Soul Connections. They did have some Shungite products, but just just a few items, not a huge selection of Shungite and Mount Shasta City it's kind of known for having tons of crystal shops and you know none of the other crystal shops had um, any Shungite it was just that one Soul Connections and so when I was back there this time for summer solstice I, I mean it had exploded all the Shungite uh, stuff it, it seemed like every single store had some shungite to purchase and um there was even this one shop it's called the crystal matrix and he's not on the main drag he's um one block up so he doesn't get a lot of traffic but i've walked into his store before and he's um 
he's another one of those people that can just, you know, as soon as you meet him, he's not looking at you. He's looking at your aura and everything around you. And he had, last time I had talked to him, he said um, that the Sasquatch were interested and curious about me. So, (laughs) Um, but this time when I went in, I, I saw that he had Shungite and I was like, oh, you have Shungite. And he's like, yes. And, you know, if you ever get a conscious piece of Shungite, you've really got something. (laughs) And so I happened to have my silver saturated Shungite um, on my, my bracelet. And so I shared that with him and he felt the energy and was, he definitely noticed the difference between the silver saturated Shungite and the regular Shungite that he was used to dealing with. And I, we had a long talk and I also told him about Walt's Cloudbuster and how we had been working with that. So that's my Shungite explosion story. <laughs> I don't know if uh, any of you want to comment. No, this was just recently you were there. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I. So my question I, being, did you because we've heard that Russia is not getting the Shungite out and that there's that phony stuff out there. Did you? Did he indicate that he had a problem getting to Shungite? Um, he didn't. Um, but I know he's a very specialized store, so he tends to specialize in really rare items um so he doesn't have a whole lot of inventory like some of the other stores might have um yeah he has uh he has lots of moldavite um but they're you know insanely expensive so (laughs) i didn't get any but and i i have one piece that i still have so figure i i don't need it right now because i have one i can work with um but yeah, he didn't indicate that it was a problem for him to get Shungite. So I, I'm well, curious about that. If, yeah, if he's if he's the thing of it is is that when I first started buying, um, I because I had been in international shipping and all the problems that occur, I didn't want to build a company based on something that was only found in Russia. And sure enough, you know, I mean, I did get caught in a, uh, I had had an order in with them and um, boom, there was Americans and the Russians got pissed off at each other and boom, they closed anything going to America. But it didn't really hurt me because I had developed a relationship and was buying from European vendors. So you could get the, the stuff through the European vendors. And so they could send it to us, but you couldn't get it out of Russia directly. But now the European people are kind of involved with it. I don't know if they still are allowing Karelia to ship to some of these other uh, places, you know. But it's interesting because maybe they've, they've figured out ways of, of developing other ways of getting it, you know. But again, I'm going to make a push for, uh, you know, mystical wares because... Derek bought all of the Shungite. I mean, he's got enough Shungite, he tells me, to last 10 years. But it came directly from the mine because there's a a guy that he was buying from 
but then Derek was buying so much that, and they developed quite a, a, a relationship. And of course, Derek and the bees had, it carries a lot of weight with it for a, for a lot of people. And so what the guy would do is he would actually go to Corellia and make sure that what Derek wanted was on that shipment. And it goes directly to essentially, I think, Seattle area. And and then his truck to, to Derek. So it goes from the mine, from the from Carilli itself to Derek. And you don't have all this stuff happening of it. I, I mean, I've, I had shipments that had gone from Czechoslovakia. I got from Czechoslovakia, from uh, Germany. There was, um, we well, can get it from Spain too. I didn't happen to buy from those people. But there were, were places all over. And I can tell you, even though the Shanghai has its own resonant frequency i knew the difference you know the germans my gosh i don't know who it was because i only dealt with them a couple of times but they had the most incredible shungite i've ever out of the ground that i've ever felt um i don't know what because it's there's different qualities of shungite throughout the the thousand kilometers 800 kilometers square um you know that whole area. There are it's it's got veins in it. That's where you get the uh, elite. It's a vein uh, within the Shanghai field. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe things are um, opening up as far as shipping. You know, human beings they find ways around the bullshit. <laughs> but, well, yeah, so. and I I didn't really think to ask. You know, all about you know where he's getting it from, but. Um... I just thought it was interesting that, you know, people that didn't know about Shungite before. And Mount Shasta is a big area for their Lemurian crystals because they can mine them there. Um, so they there wasn't too much knowledge uh, being spread about Shungite. But it seems like after I put those nuggets in the water, there was definitely... Um, people getting more interested in the Shungite in that area. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot you said that. So you Shungited the place, and the Shungite brought more Shungite, woke people up to it. Yep. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. It was funny, that comment about a peace with consciousness. Did you have the conversation that, no, it's all conscious? It's all connected? Did you have that conversation with him? Because I think it's, it's interesting when he's talking about you know, it, they might be a consciousness in a specific piece of Shanghai. No, it's in every piece of Shanghai. Yeah, I, I kind of, well, he had his own ideas about things, but I, I kind of planted <laughs> some seeds there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. An emissary for Shanghai. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so um, where would you like to go? Guys, do you want to say something on the subjects we've been kind of covering well, here? The, the ships going in and out of Mount Shasta must now be aware that there's Shungite in the mountain. Oh, there's, yeah. They, there's no way that they can avoid detecting it because Shungite is so powerful and so noticeable. If we can, if we can notice it, they certainly are noticing it. So they're aware of that. that the, there's a change in the, in the energy signature of the mountain. He's got Shungite in the mountain, and, and, and it's Shungite that's touching the water of the mountain. 
So think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, because Walt, Walt used to do shamanic journeys. And in one case, he got on an ET ship, but he had to leave the Shungite. They were, he couldn't take any Shungite with him. And it turns out that the Shungite could interfere in their navigation yep. equipment. And then he had another, I think, remote view, out-of-body type of, of vision of uh, an etheric, well, etheric, let's just, it came out of the sky. He could see this thing. It was like a little spacecraft, like a saucer thing. And it was being attracted to one of the first cloud busters that we now call the Eagle. The, the series he's building now is the Eagle. But he had Cloudbuster there based on Shanghai and this. Well, you want to tell the story? Do you remember the story? Yeah, I, I was. I remember because I was taking. A, I was taking a. a uh, I was dozing on. Uh, not dozing. I mean dozing. <laughs> I was taking a, some sleep on the on the ground. It was about. It was beginning to get darker, so it's like the the sun was going down. And I was, and you're like in that halfway, half asleep kind of state, not entirely asleep, not entirely awake, and and I'm okay. I'm, I'm enjoying the sun, and it's quiet, and I get and I start seeing this like um, I remember those aircraft that are the um, the stealth fighters, the small smaller aircraft, not the big bomber, but the the stealth fighters, the the, the shape that they had. All pointed or or uh, angles, sharp angles, that kind of sh looking ship, and the thing was uh, approaching the area, but all of a sudden the skin of the ship started breaking up, like it was made of dust or, or sand, and and the 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 pilot, the guy sitting inside. Started screaming that that they were they were being the the ship was disintegrating, so it started making a a, a U turn, a tremendous speed and very 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 fast, and and as it turned, it kept disintegrating even more to the point that there was no more no no there was there was no more structure to a ship. Everything was just floating sand. And that was the end of it. And I, and I remember I told Nandy, Sandy, I mean Nancy, the story, and I thought, well, what the heck is this? What does it mean? The Shanghai uh, kind of uh, disintegrated this thing, because whatever it was, the Shanghai is what attacked it. That's what happened. Well, it was incompatible with the Shanghai field. Yeah. But for whatever reason. But um, that was before you actually did a shamanic journey and was told to leave the Shungite behind. So yeah. you had no idea. I had no idea. Sh Shungite was, you know, do later trips. Later trips I, I was allowed to take Shungite as long as Shungite kept its place by me, by my side, and it touched. It didn't touch anything in the ship. So as long as nothing was being touched in the space, it was okay. Just don't get crazy touching stuff because in, in these people they they had it was interesting the the structure of the ship not like a like an expert on ships at all but it, it was interesting to something different from what you know of, of everyday technology but the there seemed to be three uh, vortex vortices marking what would be the center of the ship they were very large 
and they were all spinning counterclockwise. So that's what the, the female in the group said. You, you know, the, the controlled target, uh, vortices rotate counterclockwise in order to control the attitude of the ship. So we, we can't afford that to be get to be thrown out. We can't afford that to be to turn the other way because then we don't have control of the ship anymore. And I said, oh, okay, okay. So I won't interfere with their with their ship. Not that I knew already that interfering was was doable. I'm just a visitor, so I I made sure to tell this young guy, okay, don't touch anything. Just leave things as they as they are. Don't I, I'm, just protect me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so then it was okay. Not, there was no problem there as, as long as you didn't interfere. Because the, the struggle is so smart, it's, it's going to be thinking two and three steps ahead of you. If you if you don't think so, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> That's, all, that's why when it comes to figuring out things with Shanghai, with I always keep saying, it's us. We're the ones that were that we're on the behind the curve. The Shanghai already knows what it has to do, and is way ahead of the curve. Uh, we're the ones that are like, what, what? This works like which way? Oh, oh, this like it's like for Shanghai to deal with us, it must be like somebody dealing with a uh, simians or, or or apes of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and ne we've never asked Shanghai to do something that it didn't couldn't do. Yeah. So we're the ones who are like, oh, oh, it can do this? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, a gift from the universe, God, I don't know who sent it to us, but it certainly is a gift. And and that, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I'm glad that there there's, because I'm sure you would have detected if it was real Shungite or not. Because that was a, a fear I had, is that they put so much of that bad stuff out there, or people couldn't get it, you know, But uh, because I'm sure that it's not all going through mystical wares. Um, have you that, seen... Have right. You, oh. tell, uh, no, tell Jasmine about that uh, other elite Shanghai that uh, Derek detected. It's heavier than standard Shanghai, but it disintegrates. It, it doesn't matter if you're holding it. Holding. They call it Colombian, I believe, Colombian uh, elite. That's what it's being called. <laughs> and it begins to disintegrate in your hand. Well, that stuff is nasty. And if, remember remember when he, he put a torch to it and it blew up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He actually got a wound in himself from it. So, no, that's that's what I was afraid of because... You know, you get some of that bad stuff, then Shanghai gets a bad reputation. But uh, again, I, I, Nancy, Nancy, what? I don't think that Mount Shasta would allow for fake Shanghai. <laughs> right. And I was just, and I was just going to say, and you know, probably the Shanghai field itself in that area now, you know, wouldn't let that happen. But uh, it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and um, I, I, I planted that first seed back a while ago, so it would make sense that whatever was attracted into that area would not be fake Shungite. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, Mark, you've been quiet there. Do you have something you wanted to ask or subject you wanted to bring up? 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I suppose Eagle updates, and then um, maybe we can get an update. We've got only five minutes till break, but uh, um, as far as Mount Shasta goes, any other um, oddities or or maybe stories? Uh, as I mean, since you've been there more than me, and and maybe most of us, um, just the, uh, the stories worth hearing over over the years, or any quick highlights, I suppose. Well, yeah, um, it's a place that my mom years ago went to. She went to a workshop up there, a meditation workshop, and she just was instantly connected with the area ever since then. So um, I, I can't say that there's a time I go up there and something odd doesn't happen <laughs> it's just it's just that kind of a place there's you know going to be synchronicities that occur um as soon as you're on the mountain itself you're going to um be completely overtaken with this sense of bliss and peace and um i don't know that some of the people that travel there um just because it, it's starting to become well known and and I hope it doesn't turn into a Disneyland like kind of Sedona did, but um, it, uh, all the people I've gone with all feel the energy, even people that are not energy sensitive. Um, even Bob feels it. And um, after the break, we can talk about another instance that happened at the show where I, I think he's coming online now too. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, my mom had one experience where she remote viewed into the workshop because it was a year she couldn't afford to go. And um, she had never even known anything about remote viewing or even that it was something that was practiced. And she just went deep into meditation. And then the image of the room and the beams and the wood and the cabin. And so she described everything to the guy putting on the workshop. And he was like, yeah, that, that was, that was there. <laughs> you, you must've, you must've uh, remote viewed in or, you know, uh, astral projected in or something like that. So, and I know the area itself, um, I've never personally experienced anything, but the area itself is said to have all sorts of um, uh, UFO uh, activity up there. So, and I know they, I think Alex Collier actually held a conference up there, or he was invited to a conference up there. So, definitely lots of activity, lots of things um, to do, and, but it's, it's kind of unseen, you know, there aren't like a lot of activities per se that we would take part in in the 3D world. But if you're at all into the different layers of reality, um, I, I think it's a place that people should visit and feel the energies and experience things. Um, I know a couple of years, I think it was 2020, we did a camping trip up there with Ashley and um, she definitely felt something 
um, we were in a trailer, but she was camping in a tent and she felt something uh, while she was there camping in the woods. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of things can happen. (laughs) Just go up there with an open mind and experience it. So. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about Shasta when we come back, because the book that he, uh, the author that Walt was mentioning, Godfrey Ray, he met St. Germain on the mountain. Do you know that story? Oh, yeah. uh, The the store Soul Connections actually has like a little altar to St. Germain. So there's definitely a connection with the purple flame up there as well. So we'll talk about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So, um, okay. So, Craig Stewart, Shungite, we, the people.
Welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's June 27th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph, Walt Silva, and Yasmin West. I, I don't know why I hesitated. I kind of had a blank spot there. <laughs> um, yes, um, Godfrey, Godfrey Ray. He, uh, well, Walt, you remember the story? The the one I remember, though, I just remember that that uh, passage in the book, because in in the book, it sh- they showed where the, they I don't know what mountain in, in in they went to specifically because it, like I said, it was so so many years ago, where he they go they go to this uh, mountainside, and the mountain opened up. Even though everything looks normal and natural and there doesn't look any excavation or any kind of human activity, they approach the cliff face and the thing opened up inwards. So once they walked in, it closed up again. So and inside the uh, the mountain was carved because they could enter inside and there was act- the they were able to have activity inside. So that was the part of the book where they. No, they that's not that's not the story I was talking about. That happened. Oh, um, oh okay. In the the Wachuca Mountains. I'm oh. talking about when he 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 was up in the Shasta. He was on Mount Shasta, and he apparently was taking a hike, as I remember it. And all of a sudden, there was this person in front of him, kind of glowing and in white. Well, they gave the one who gave him a cup a cup of something to drink. Yes, uh-huh. yes. He took him on a on a uh, on a voyage down into the mountain, because under the mountain there, and then they, they were in chambers. I mean, there's something very. I don't remember all the details of that particular part of the story, because it went on and on and on and on and on and on. He had a lot of details about what he saw underneath uh, Mount Shasta. So, so I just Nancy underneath the. I've actually been underneath it in the. Um lava tubes yes um there uh last time we went in 2020 um because there was nowhere else to go (laughs) we went uh we went up there and we explored the lava tubes uh they're called pluto's caves and um they're not very well maintained and it's it's a little bit tricky to get in and out of them um the trail is kind of treacherous but um there's a long history of um there's the one first in cave where i guess it was a birthing cave for a lot of native americans and um then there's another entrance to another part of the cave which actually they used to travel that and there's like a whole network where they would travel underneath um you know, I guess when it was snowing and the weather was bad, they would travel through these caves to get to other areas of the land. And they they go for miles. And, you know, I, we just hiked into a little bit of it. And, um, you know, it's really dark. But, uh, yeah, we did actually go there. And, um, you know, all all the energy of the mountain can definitely be felt there as well. Okay, so you guys, um, Yasmin and Mark, 
Uh, did you talk about things you wanted to to talk? I mean, do you, do you guys have some other things you want to go to? Mark? Um, yeah, I mean, I have some things, but maybe... Uh, Yasmin, did you have anything else on, on uh, you wanted to to highlight? Yeah, because you had a whole bunch of information. So yeah. why don't we why don't okay. we say, Yasmin, where would you like to go now? <laughs> uh, well, um, just one thing I I kind of want to dial it back to the Pangaea Fair that I was a part of um, right before our trip to Mount Shasta. Um, it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, I talked about, you know, the people being attracted to the booth um, and the Shungite. And I, I felt like I connected with everyone I was supposed to connect with there. And um, at the end of Saturday, um, it was really interesting because um, I worked. Bob had left. He was, he was kind of helping me man the booth, but he had left. Uh, to go home and feed the dog, and there was a gal that came in, and I, she just, she, she was also a Reiki practitioner, but you know, she wanted a mm -hmm. session done, and so I, I set her up on the scalar unit and started doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, I don't, it felt her energy. I, I just absorbed and felt her energy, and. It just felt a similarity to Bob. And I was like, oh, she's an Aries. <laughs> you know? It just kind of popped into my mind like that. And I was just, but I kept it to myself. I didn't say anything. And then after the session, she actually, she looked across the booth and he had actually bought a little, um, a little mug for, uh, for drinks. And, um, it was it was an Aries because he had he needed something to prop up one of my signs and so he just bought that on the spur of the moment and she's like oh are you an Aries and I'm like she's like I'm an Aries too and I was like no I, I'm my husband's an Aries he actually bought that and she's like I'm actually a Sagittarius and she's like oh I'm actually a Sagittarius moon and so it it was kind of it was just a weird synchronicity of events. Um, that happened and so I was like wow okay that's I guess I don't know I don't know what happened there but you know. and so then after that I had one last person and um, she the poor thing she was so so tired and you know I've noticed a theme when I go to those fairs that you know the morning people want to see all the booze and buy all the shiny objects and then at the end of the fair they're like wiped out and they want to get energy healings done so she was tired and she wanted me to work on kind of uplifting her energy and giving her energy help but um i i actually prefer to work totally blind at this point because it seems like things drop in and then i i learn things and they'll mention something just like the aries girl but i I worked and tried to focus on her um, kind of bringing her energy up, but then I kept getting drawn to the back of her neck and, you know, some excess buildup of energy that needed to get pulled out. So I pulled that out and then she's just like, oh, wow, you know, my, my, um, 
my headache was instantly gone. <laughs> so, and that was something I didn't even know to work on. But the following day on Sunday was kind of slow, but that same girl brought her friend back to my booth. And that's when things got a little strange. <laughs> so, um, I was working totally blind. I, I just, whatever she had going on, you know, you know, I want to, they want to maintain their privacy. I'm perfectly fine with that and actually prefer that. And so something was definitely going on and then half. And so I was just doing my thing, running my Reiki in the scalar field, um, and was drawn to do some Shoku Ray symbols on some particular spots. And I would notice when I would feel a buildup of a spot, and then I would draw in the Shoku Ray, she would just kind of have like a jolt. Like, and I'm not sure what was happening, if she was, you know, expelling something or whatever. And then about halfway through the section the session, um, her friend said, Yeah, well, considering everything you're going through, you know just relax into it. And I, I just kept asking her all throughout the session, you know, if it's too much, let me know, I can back off. And she's like, yeah, I, I know there's a reason you're telling me that, but no, I, I want to continue with the session. And so we finished the session and afterwards, Bob, he was like, I didn't want to say anything in the middle of the session, but every time you found a spot, and she flinched, I could feel it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you've never been that energy sensitive before. Um, so, you know, we'll do our cleansings and whatever, just, you know, to take a precautions there. But I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, it, I kind of got the impression that Bob was now kind of coming online now. So... That that was just the I, I story love I love that I love that story because Bob and Yasmin used to be on say what show they do a, a, a day every every month and Bob is I love the guy he's funny he's he's wonderful but he really wasn't into it he was he had that hesitation and what it sounds like is that he's coming around that's a great thing. Yeah, it was, yeah almost, it was almost like like it was his um, oh shit moment. This stuff really is real. <laughs> so I, he was like, "What the hell just happened?" And I'm like, it, "You're you're just becoming more energy sensitive." I, I'm sorry. It, it's, so Bob it's has be achieved. <laughs> so Bob has achieved his wow moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a medal. He's now a wow boy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? I'm like, just just relax into it. It's going to be weird for a while, but you'll you'll learn how to work with it. <laughs> so I don't know if, Mark, you have something you want to add? Mute there. Um, no, I mean. Uh, uh... Maybe Mark can explain something about the Schumann resonance because I don't make any heads or tails of it. <laughs> oh, I was just. Oh, that that's a good thing to go into. Um, because Yasmin, you 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 uh, posted something of that uh, frequency of the Earth uh group on Facebook. Um, about 
horses um, from from Candace Whitelight. Yeah, I'm not going to explain the Shunga oh, resonance, but that was a good yeah. post regards to EMFs and what maybe Shungite can do if uh, people, I mean, summer, you know, people go out and ride horses and are around animals. So that would be a good topic to get into unless you got something else, um, you know, uh, you that's you want to talk about that's priority? Yeah, uh, so that was, I don't know too much about it. I, you know, I had a horse as a kid, but I've been totally out of the horse world for years. And I just, I saw that story. I guess they're, so they're chipping racehorses, which, oh God, (laughs) you know, we're, that's just horrendous. But so they're microchipping racehorses, I guess, um, I don't know what the purpose is, but apparently the interaction with the 5G towers and the chipping of the racehorses is causing them to, you know, like stroke out in the middle of a race and have heart attacks. Is that that what's killing the horses? They had to shut down Churchill Downs because they had a dozen horses that were dropping dead. Yeah, that's that's what they're this article and I guess I didn't look too much into it, but they've been researching it and they're trying to get the word out that that's what's occurring. Oh, um, that's so a lot of money there. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of stupidity there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you can you find that article or or Yasmin and and uh, post a link to it in the chat? Yeah, I think it was on Facebook. Um, that's I mean that's really critical information because you've got a history of racehorses racing at that, and not only that one, but I, apparently they had some other problems. That, but what there was one one race that went off that was not allowed to go off in this particular I guess it was uh, Churchill Downs I guess that's what it was they had a major major uh, meet coming not a meet uh, race coming up and there had been so many deaths that they closed down the facilities and had to go someplace a couple hundred miles I think it was from where they had had it scheduled and I'd heard about it, and it, you know, then I didn't hear anything more about it. But this is just stunning, because if they're if these things are doing this to horses, what are they doing to the animals that are being chipped? Right. Now, you know, I'm 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 supposing that an animal being chipped is not well, not necessarily the older ones, but the newer ones might be on that 5G. So, uh, you know. For for all well, why would they have put the things in them anyway? You know, I mean, I could see. You know, are you trying to keep them from being stolen? How many of these horses have been stolen? I mean, that's why you have them. How many of them run away, and you find them because they got chipped? Isn't that why they do it? I'm not sure exactly why they do it. I maybe to track if it's a close race. I. That part of it really wasn't. Oh, instead of a camera, they're going to use a GPS that's in the horse itself. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> it puts a whole different concept in on a one by a head, you know. 
you put the it's it's the microchip and forget the head if they were backing up and the microchip got through before you know running in reverse it would be the microchip that made the difference oh my gosh or maybe they wanted oh, maybe it was even worse than that maybe they're using it to, to talk to the horse horse run fast run fast <laughs> or don't run fast yeah yeah i don't know so yeah. I am actually copying the Facebook link in here that I posted on the Shungite page. Good, um, good. For some reason, I couldn't share the article, so I just took pictures, screenshots of it when I posted on Facebook. Um, so people, they can, um, they can look at it from there more detailed. But yeah, it, it's Thank you. really sad. And, um, yeah, I mean, maybe Shungite could help. I don't know. No, they, they, need, they need to get that stuff off of them. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to fix something that's insane, but, you know, not, oh, God. Who's going to listen to us about Shungite when, you know, they're horse racers? They're people that are got money and da, 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 da. Yeah, so the article, I'm just looking at it real quick, and it's saying, um, I have made observations that during the last series of spikes in the Schumann residence, the echo of the agitated brain, beta brainwave state has allowed our minds to lose the very important element of balance. And so, um, I guess he's... This is about radio frequency devices being used on horses, not about horse racing. So yeah, they're they're wiring the the horses, and this is what they're trying to do to us with Bluetooth, phone, wristwatches, proximity of radio devices, and the constant signal. Um, Google, you can't get rid of on your phone, and most webcast webcasts demand the Chrome app. Um, and just says that they'll explore it further. Um, yeah, so I would just encourage people to kind of take a look at this. And it, then it goes into what happened at Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Derby. Um, and so I guess uh, they're saying that, you know, maybe like two or three horses will die a year in a race, but it's gone way up since they've started wiring the horses with these devices. Um, I guess they put a, uh, at the beginning, and beginning on April 29th, and in every race on every day thereafter, every horse was fitted with a device they had never worn before. It was this wireless device shaped like an iPhone that fits into the cloth underneath the saddle on the horse's back. So I guess it's not even chipped into the horse. Uh, horses began wearing these devices this spring during morning workouts. And so it's supposed to monitor the safe, safe they call it a uh, stride safe device, monitors the horse's movements uh, 2,400 times per second throughout the race, sending 
2,400 pulses of radio frequency radiation every second through the body of the horse. It also contains a GPS component that communicates with global positioning satellites. It, it, it also communicates with the RFID chip implanted in the left side of every horse's neck, okay, ensuring that the chip also emits radiation throughout the race. And because every racehorse wears horseshoes made of aluminum, which is one of the best conductors, the frequencies that are conducted from both the stride safe device and the RFID chip throughout the horse's body are absorbed and re irradiated by its four shoes. Each horse then carries not one, but six continuously radiating antennas throughout each race at Churchill Downs. So with 14 horses normally competing in each race, there are 84 antennas among animals in close proximity to one another running around the track. So why don't they just throw the horses inside a microwave oven and be done with it? Exactly. Well, what about the jockeys on top of them? Ah, they're just humans. They don't matter. Well, they yeah. want us dead too. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to dispute that, but I'm looking at it as a scientific proof of what we're saying about the radiation. It's killing people. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, definitely. I mean, they, they've concentrated. I mean, I'm, I'm freaking out as you're talking about this. And then I get the thought, well, at least they were doing what they love to do when they die running. You know, I mean, it's the, the vision of, of what those horses are going through is just unfreaking believable. Yeah, but yeah. it's proof of what we're saying, and if these jockeys, you know, well, it, it gets complicated. But thank you for that information. That's uh, for radio five G, and for the five G community. Well, any of us, I mean, even Shungai. I mean, that's what what the, was the second thing that we discovered was no. In addition to the purification of water, it also, you know, has this ability to change the electromagnetic fields. And that came from the Russians. I found an article that um, the Russian military was using shungite to shield their military equipment against an electromagnetic pulse. So the Russians knew that it was uh, an EMF protector. But they used the word shielding. You know, they, they see, if it's shielded, if it was... Uh, absorbing the energy rate, the equipment wouldn't work. The only logical explanation is a transmutation of the signal, not what it's doing. So I, I just, you know, it, it's a very, it's the only answer you can get when you've got shungite that seems to be absorbing stuff, but it's not because in water purification systems, Carbon will stink like crap, and it'll look like crap after a very short period of time. And shungite has been in wall, under wall sink as a water purifier for um, going on ten years. Yep. Not not replaced at all. 
Yeah, I, I, in fact, when I when I opened the the one time I did open it to check because I I got more of that uh, uh, not powdered. It's granulated shungite from Derek. It's not it's not so fine as to be powder, but it's more like a very fine granules. So it's granulated shungite. So I opened them because I, I inspected the condition of it. Nothing. There was no smell whatsoever. And so, and I, and I know that, you know, there's crap in the water because when I take water and put it through the, the, the still, distiller, so you get to distill the water, uh, what's left behind inside, behind in the, in the container is it's a, this, this smelly crap. It's like a brown gunk that's left behind it once you, uh, separate it from the water. So there's obviously something there, but you, the 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 Shanghai doesn't absorb it. it. It actually it just transmutes it because it's not it's not leaving behind that the disgusting uh, gunk inside the canisters. Just spins it around and it loses molecular cohesion yep. and it kind of falls apart. Just like the exact same thing that happened to the spacecraft. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, okay, so that was fun. But the Schumann resonance. (laughs) Yeah, the Schumann resonance. Want to expand on that, you two, if you know more than I and Walt? Because. No, I I wanted to ask um, Michael if he had. uh, Mark, sorry, not Michael, Mark. If he had a better explanation, because I saw the post on on the Facebook of this lady Candace uh, writing about the Schumann book, but it's all incredibly technique technical that was just describing, and the graphics to me don't help me because the the graphics are made up of these blotches of color, so I don't know what I'm looking at. if I'm supposed to be looking at up something lengthwise. If I'm looking at something height-wise, uh, so the uh, the other graphs are a bit more make a bit more sense because they're waveforms, so it's more the traditional type of graph for me. So I can see a, a waveform as it's expressing uh, a frequency, but the other ones w- which are just blotches of color, I don't know what I'm looking at. If I'm looking at high frequency, if I'm looking at low frequency. Uh, if if they could have a better explanation, I'll be really thankful. <laughs> yeah, I can read the <clears throat> uh, the group page Facebook uh, description. It's frequency of the Earth. That's the group name. Uh, it's an educational site about the interpretation of the Schumann resonance that takes a bunch of two D <clears throat> two dimensional charts into the realm of four D and five D shift. We don't have to be so scientific to be dry or boring or too woo-woo to be nonsense. It's the middle ground, the balance of the melding of both. Uh, join us in our exploration. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> she does give explanations daily about what the graphics mean, but I'm the same with you. Like, I, I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be nice to know. Okay, it means you're about to die in five minutes or you're, you're or no, it means everything is, uh, what is it? <laughs> Pichiquin. <laughs> so I don't know. 
I'd like to hear the climate crisis people explain what's happening with the Schumann residents. <laughs> They'll make up an explanation. They don't there's need too, to know. There's carbon no. in the air. <laughs> there's too much air in the air. Now, for those people <laughs> that don't understand what we're talking about, there might be some people out there. The Schumann residents, Schumann measured uh, an electromagnetic pulse that appeared to be coming from Earth. And over the deck, well, the centuries, it, it's it's obvious that there is a pulsing electromagnetic field of earth herself that for as long as i've ever known about it was always about 7.8 megahertz depending on megahertz or hertz hertz what is it Walt? it used to be hertz because it used to be really low right it was 7.835 it was the frequency as but now it's crazy being measured at crazy values so <clears throat> thousands and thousands of times higher <coughs> and uh, you know again it's one of those very known phenomena that has not gotten enough in my opinion attention to figure out well, what's all this mean you know it's like yeah well, there you know, it, you know it does mean something else if you look at it from a different angle uh, you can't have a reason, uh, what do you call it, a Schumann resonance on a flat planet. You can't. <laughs> so I got a. So there's a bit. There's a bit of the uh, the controversy for you. Well, why would you, why would you, why would you say that? Because of the. What do you think is happening? What's causing the Schumann resonance? Well, the the entire the the planet is going up in vibration the whole vibration of the earth is changing well for um, i mean in Elias spoke about this already what 10 years ago is that only a very small if you were to look at the entire totality of the planet only a very small fraction of the planet it's still in 3d because the rest of the planet has already gone into fourth and fifth d so it's it's so it's um, unfortunately it's the people that we're waiting for they're they're still dragging their feet and they're still dragging across a, you know this corpse of the third d three d <clears throat> so the, the all these changes is because of the the uh, you, you you have these different frequencies and they're not you know they they're not compatible with each other so that's what, what we're still putting up with this third wheel that's still dragging its feet. But in reality, the planet uh, is not, it's no longer in fourth and fifth D. It's, I mean, it's no longer in, th in 3D. So it's the, uh, when, when you take into account the incompatibilities of these uh, different frequencies, that's what causes a lot of, a lot of this uh, craziness with the, with the Schumann frequency is because the planet is adjusting itself with a, with a, with a higher frequency. If if everyone were in in harmony with each other, you know, we wouldn't be dealing with this because the planet would be in a nice, even, soft, fresh frequency. But instead, we have this conflict of of floating around frequencies because you know, nobody nobody's nobody's in tune with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Um. Yasmin, what else? What else? Um, I'm free to talk about whatever we want to talk about at this point. 
Oh, whatever, whatever happened to the to that crazy base near your house where they had those si um, missiles? Whatever happened with that? Uh, it's a non-issue. Oh, <laughs> so that they cleared out those silos? Well, so um, it was determined that whatever that substance was um, was not. <sighs> Didn't you ask uh, the Eagle to work on it? Yeah, I did. And so we've been going to the meetings and apparently it's not really a substance that's um, that dangerous to people. But um, so what was interesting was like um, they were concerned about uh, it seeping underneath the homes and um, an area which they were planning to build more homes and develop. But because of that, um, seeping into the ground, they didn't want to create a situation that, um, I guess, in the environmental cleanup world, uh, they call it, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? Um, it's the vapors that come into the home after you build on top of uh, contaminated soil. So oh, if yeah. you leave the land undeveloped, and turn it like into a park or something that gets fresh air, it's not an issue. Um, so um, I kind of see this as a good thing because <laughs> um, even though some people are alarmed, it looks like it's moving towards, um, it's just naturally gravitating towards some of the water and it's just going to go to this big grassy area that they're now going to turn into a park instead of uh, building on it like they planned and filling in with a bunch of homes. So I kind of <clears throat> saw it as a good thing because um, we one of the wonderful things here is we have like planned open spaces so that all the wildlife can um, travel through. And so we get we get like little bobcats, we get um, cougars sometimes uh, traveling through the open spaces and I always see coyotes and lots of wonderful wildlife. So I kind of saw it as a good thing. Um, the Army Corps of Engineers deemed it not a problem. Of course, all the residents now are up in arms because they're worried. They're like, oh, well, our property values are going to go down, blah, blah, blah. And they're saying, hey, look, it, it's nowhere near your home where it is. And if it just stays in this one area and we don't develop it, it's not going to be a problem. So, and, and it's not a chemical. It's basically like a household cleaner toxicity level. So it, it's not something super toxic like radiation that's going to kill you if you come in contact. So it's, so it's not Chernobyl. It's not Chernobyl. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to not build on that area. So. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Don't yeah. build. Yeah, I was happy with the result. <laughs> And I'll bet you that their property levels will actually go up because the more they build, the more people who are claustrophobic or go, will pay anything to get out of those big residential areas. Yeah, you know, at the height of the pandemic, we were getting real estate agents just giving us offers off the phone 
you know, of like almost double of what we paid. And I was like, we just moved here like six months ago. We don't want to leave. <laughs> you know? But I heard that the, the Vanguard and BlackRock, those two outfits that are owned by the by the cabal, they're the ones that are going around buying real estate because they're going to the one of their plan is to force people into 15 minute cities cities. So they want to get everybody out of their homes. Is is there any truth to any of that? I I've heard that's the case. I've I've also heard, you know, China's buying up a lot of uh, the um the farmland. So but I don't have any proof of that. <laughs> but I I don't think um well, you know, with all the work I do and the eagle and all the shungite I've spread, I um I I, I kind of operate in a different reality and uh that's that's not going to be an issue for that's, And that's me. what you got to do. You got to make your own reality. Yep. Nobody's going to make it for you. So Yeah. That's the lesson, you know, no matter what chaos you see around you, uh, you can change things. So, and you should, that's the way we should be living. Yeah, like it's, like it's, uh, changing your health, husband, for a newer, uh, newer better husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he got an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. He's now uh, uh, he's now sensitive and he's not sure he likes it. <laughs> well, that's probably true for a lot of people. They'd rather sit back and not get involved. But where's the fun in it? Right. <laughs> okay. What's next? Yeah. So, talking about um, the West Coast here. So. Um, I tend to read Zero Hedge pretty regularly. I mean, just seeing the, the um, I don't know, the darker side of it, like uh, one third of America's homeless population lives in California. Um, California bill expands college financial aid to asylum seekers. Um, uh, as San Francisco ranked worst run city in America. I was reading headlines from Zero Hedge. Uh, Silicon Valley's vacant office space rises big tech dumps. Um, I mean, I, I work in SF like two, three times a month and, uh, I was just there yesterday, did about five accounts of, of, um, areas I work and then it was pretty calm. I mean, there was some traffic, you know, for, for a Monday and, and, you know, I have Walt's resonator in my car. I do, um, uh, previous, uh, uh, what do you call it? 5G show. I mentioned the easy tools we can use just by thought alone projection, which is the Ho'oponopono. Uh, Dolly's Love Blankets, um, and Derek re recommends the heart-shaped C60, I think it was, to project out, um, and then the Violet Flame. So, you know, I, I, I send those out when I'm there, and then, so work was pretty smooth, no issues um, at, at stores or traffic, and like, um, I'm in a, I subscribed to John Rappaport's uh, Substack, and he was talking about one of the uh, Whole Foods stores, which I worked at um, a bunch last year of uh, it closed down because of all of the emergency calls and I myself have never had an issue or even seen anything like that. Um, so if people want details of, of some of the stuff happening, you can go to John Rappaport Substack. 
about some of the more detailed emergency calls. But um, yeah, I mean, my only request to Eagle is no earthquakes, you know, no major ones. Uh, but oh, uh, before I guess we only have like what less than 20 minutes. But uh, Yasmin, can you share your social media uh, website? Um, any future appearances, uh, your YouTube, things coming up, and then um, talk about your Radio 5G show appearance and people maybe can revisit that if they want to know more of, uh, let's say, the rural part of California where a lot of the, what, um, barrier people have moved up to. So, Yeah, so um, my website is thereikiaccountant.com. That is T-H-E-R-E-I-K-I-A-C-C-O-U-N-T.com. And uh, my YouTube channel um, is also titled The Reiki Accountant. And if you go to my website, there's links to... Uh, previous shows I've done, um, and of course my YouTube channel, and um, I think I have Facebook on there too as well. Um, but yeah, so for the Radio 5G show, um, I just kind of want, and I have posted that link onto my website, but if people want to hear it, but um, I just wanted to share tools that people could use. Um, because it does seem like we're being hit with all sorts of stuff, right and left. We're getting distracted by silly things in the media. I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but the whole submarine, I mean, what a joke. <laughs> yeah. um, Did, didn't you hear what Dolly said about it? What she, her guides told her about it? No, I've been completely unplugged for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, no, because Nancy posted the, the sorry to interrupt you. Nancy posted the the original post as the new as the news media it does what it says about it. But then, then uh, Dolly got uh, got information from Dave, and the guys who left are all millionaires who knew each other and they knew too much. So they knew they were going to be eliminated. So them, including the captain and the captain's son, who's a 19-year-old, they decided for this plan to evacuate. To they, they left the ship. By they left the ship, they, they, they didn't leave on a submarine. They left on a spaceship. So mm. they allowed this thing to implode, but with nobody in it, because there was nothing in it. It, it just, you know, it gets squished down to like the size of a can uh, but these people are alive only their families are not allowed to know that they are alive because they wanted to get out despite all the money that they had they had they had nowhere they could be safe they would be eliminated they knew that that's why they they chose this out uh, well what... that would make sense i mean things are not as they seem ever right uh, yeah right <laughs> yeah so there's always a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, just real quickly to answer Mark's other question. I am planning to probably do another in-person um, fair uh, up here in Roseville, I think. So I will share those dates uh, when they become available. It's, I think it's going to be sometime in August. So. That's all. <laughs> oh, and your uh, 
5G, um, Radio 5G when you were there. I don't because people can download that the CosmicReality.net archives. Um, there's more information about Eagle and and the happenings. Like, what do we talk about there? That um, I don't know if you remember some highlights. Yeah. So people can revisit that. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh yes, um, I shared. Um, I kind of shared the story about you know the comparison of you know when I first started working with the Eagle in 2021, kind of where we were at with both the fires and the drought situation and comparing it to where we are now, which, um, it, you know, it, it even kind of surprised me because I, I put a whole YouTube presentation together with photos comparing, um, 2021 with, um, the early part of 2023. And it, it just, I was even wowed. I mean, that that's kind of a situation where you're you're working on a problem and you know, you you don't even take time out to see the progress you're making. You just keep keep at it, keep at it, throwing energy at it. And um just to look at the final result, I'm like, oh wow. So that was my holy shit, this is a really real moment for me. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a good show. So People can listen to it. Uh, either I have the link on my website, which links, I think, to the archives, so they can get the full uh, show there as well. Yeah, you did post on your YouTube the part of the five G show, I think, the other week. Yeah, yeah, I did that as well. Okay, um, Nancy, real quick, can you tell us how? Because um, you were mentioning that humidifier. Um, with shungite water, what would be the best approach, like uh, three rocks taped to the side or in, in the humidifier, maybe an S4 sticker for more powerful humidifying a room? Um, like, what do you well, what do you think? The way the way that I understood they did it was they basically just put the nug or the nuggets in the water and probably in the container itself. But um, with what we know now, you could you. you you could probably use a magnet. You know, I don't know. It depends on how much money you got. You can use the three nuggets. You can tape them to it. You can put it inside. But the effects that we have with the silver saturated shungite and the stickers, because the odd thing about shungite is that even a, a pile of powder is a lot more energetic than a big five-pound piece of it. So the smaller you get, the more energetic it gets. So you could put a sticker on it and probably have even more more results than you do with the nuggets. And what was it that it helped for again? They list numerous respiratory respiratory problems from oh. asthma to other lung associated uh, problems. It wasn't just one thing. Most of it was asthma, but there were other. Uh, let's say problems that it seemed to clear up and i suppose they wouldn't they didn't really emphasize whether it was um a hot mist warm mist or a cool mist but then that could be depending on the person breathing right yeah i never really saw uh, a detailed report on it it was reported on um you know it's just, and again that comes back to the fact that this was a russian study and the russians strangely enough, use Russian language, <laughs> which is 
you, you, so you'd get some a lot of the stuff that I got I really kind of wasn't sure what it what, what the original Russian was because it would like come from German it would be an English translation of a German translation of Russia and I can tell you when I had the book Shanghai reality translated into Russian it was oh, it was easier to write the book than to get that translation because like the translator Irma she once said to me that that word nugget in the English language has like three definitions in Russian and she had to explain to me what she thought that the the Russian you know words for for nugget were and why they seemed to be different and we had to decide which one to use you know so there's a lot of lack of information that is available to us that the Russians have. I, they know a lot more about Shungite than they're letting on. Yeah, this will be good for, I think, people in general just to buy like humidifier at the store, U3 rocks. Um, as for sticker, obviously for the best thing, um, because you're in a room and then you don't know the off-gassing from the paints, from the clothes, um, transfection shedding from other people. So, and we already know the effects of, of Shungite around, you know, people doing that uh so at the very least it's like the off-gassing of of anything else that's in the room so um i think it's worth a try i'll take I'll, I'll definitely be trying that um let's see what else oh uh well i don't know if you can talk anything about the pennsylvania eagle i mean it does seem to cover new york new york city a whole thing you people can see the map yeah. of the coverage um is there anything you can share as far as that is um, updates or? Well, the Kathy was giving me, <laughs> she was giving me pointers, point uh, pointers as to she was asking me what, like what words to say or something because I, I guess she finds it kind of difficult programming the eagle. So I just gave her guidelines as to the wordage to use, like uh, don't put things in the future, just give thanks for things as they are because it's done now. When people put stuff in the future, it never happens because you keep putting it in the future. If you give thanks because something, something's already done, it's already done. So I, I just taught her about that in the in the in the uh, verbiage how you go about are you uh, you know stating the the uh, the things that you're asking. So she had uh, issues. Uh, she her, her son has a log cabin that's like six miles away from where she lives and he had uh, tremendous problems with wasps and hornets so she asked for those biting insects to be kept away and they were <laughs> and another issue she had is that he's got a pond and he's got base fish in the pond and the herons were eating them so I said to her, well, just say, say to the to the eagle, thank you for keeping away all the herons in the pond. And they did. They went away. So the last thing that she had an issue was there were uh, woodpeckers attacking his log cabin. So when I mentioned it to Nancy, she also pointed out that don't forget that uh, uh, woodpeckers look look for us uh, termites. So don't be surprised if that's the reason they're drawn to the cabinets because they have termites. So I, I mentioned that to her to keep that in mind. But 
interestingly enough, uh, I asked with the pendulum, and no, that's not the issue with the house at all. My mother had a, a an intuitive thing, and she looked hard for something in the phone, and it turned out that the uh, the reason the uh, woodpeckers were there is because there was a message for him. There was a message specific to him. Um, one day, once they got the message, when well, he got the message to him, uh, they went away. That's it. There's no more issue with uh, woodpeckers on in the cabin. So whatever it was, it was a message for uh, Brad. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so glad you told me that. I was so afraid that cabin was going to fall down because of termite. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I mentioned that to him. I said, you know, Nancy just told me this and reminded me to keep an eye on that. But I kept asking, and I no, no, I, no, there's no 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 termites there. I said, okay, there's no termites. But uh, it, obviously, there was a message there for the homeowner. And so according to the significance of it, there is something for him to find out, something hidden underneath that's it's meant for him to find out, to come out to the surface. So who knows? I don't know. We'll see what happens when he comes back because he the, even though the cabin is there six miles from where she is, he's actually 80 miles away working on a job site because he's, dire he's directing. Uh, he, I don't know if he builds housing or manager of the housing, whatever it is, he's the, he's the one responsible for supervising the, the building of this place where he is 80 miles away. <laughs> but uh, so far, it's uh, all the issues that she's brought to the Eagle have been corrected. So um, this, is the, this is the work of consciousness, consciousness and energy. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because she had, I think you had told her to reach out to me, so I shared exactly. my articles and stuff with her, and now she's yeah. off and running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we're into the last two minutes here. Is there something you wanted to leave with the audience there, Yasmin? Um, just uh, don't, don't dismay. <laughs> uh, you have all the tools you need, um, even you don't have a piece of shungite with you there's shungite all over the world now um you can work with pictures of the eagle um just we we have a lot more power uh with our consciousness than we even know sometimes even those of us that work with it all the time uh get surprised every now and again so um don't don't worry uh, anything that you see coming out right now um just just stay on your path and do your thing and do your work and you'll be fine just don't scare your hubby too much <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's a good message well you want to say something i thank you everyone for being here and i love the the chance of meeting here the people so have a super day everyone and mark yeah, thanks everybody. Nancy, what can we expect for cosmic reality later and Radio 5G? Uh, we never know what to do. We're doing on radio uh, cosmic reality, but on Radio 5G, I've actually got five different uh, tapes up. That one is on the climate. One is Tucker Carlson, just from Fox Network, his show, just you know segments that will 
give you all the highlights of what's happening out there. It's a little long, but it is boom, 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 boom. And then you'll know why he was fired from Fox. And then I um, also included uh, something on the child uh, child trafficking. And then Ani Avedisian that's going to make everything fun. So anyway, we'll be seeing you at Cosmic Reality or tomorrow on Radio 5G. Thanks, everybody. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.